Hey everybody, we are here at the Experience Day 2 and uh, getting ready, I guess getting ready to start the day. Uh, show's going to start, we've got quite a few guests lined up and uh, we're going to get started with our first guest, Janae, but, but before we do that, uh, being the first one of the day, we've got to do the music first, so here we go. Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jarrett Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. Yeah, there we go. So we are, we're on, Janae, how are you? I'm great, Jared. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So you are here at the Experience Show. You're actually just catty corner of my booth. I am. And uh, what, are you, what are you guys doing over there? Over in booth 606, RLMA Services, Okay. Uh, which most will recognize as Roger Lloyd's Marketing Assistance, and I'll get okay. into how that came about. Primarily, uh, my baby, so to speak, is for the live inbound answering. It's a system that we have in place. It's so much more than what most people think. Oh, you're an answering service. Okay. Yes, we are, but we're so much more. Okay. An answering service typically, as you would know traditionally, will accept the uh, message. If you leave a voicemail, they'll maybe capture that and give you that information and turn it over to you. Their job's done. They're answering politely as you would expect them to. Uh, your customers would recognize that they are not part of your staff or are not part of your team. However, they are there in place strictly to take information, turn it over to you, and that they will relay to the customer that you will get back to them. Okay, and that's yes. pretty much the gist of it. And I've, so I've experienced that. that. I don't know what businesses I've called before, but yeah, I've definitely experienced that. Maybe where it's, if you call your doctor during lunch hour, for example. Could be, yeah. yeah. But I'm definitely talking to someone who's just, there's the middleman with the information. Precisely. And, and now I'm waiting on a call back. Precisely. Yes. So uh, one of the uh, primary uh, features that we offer with line inbound answering uh, is we are using a remote workforce to do so. Prior to pandemic, uh, I I was uh, the main agent that was accepting calls for um, carpet cleaning or restoration companies, uh, whether they were in California, Indiana, or Florida, or Georgia, just to name a few. Sure. I was uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada at the time, accepting calls inbound calls uh, during the hours of, oper hours of operation. So Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, whatever those hours were yeah. for those businesses. And I would say, I don't know, for example, ABC Carpet Cleaning. Yeah. I would answer for them. There would be a signal. So if I got another uh, call in at, on the same day from another company, and it could be XYZ Carpet Cleaning, and I would answer for them, and I, it would distinguish one from the other. Okay. So because I knew their services, uh, I knew their menu and their pricing, uh, I studied what their policies were, their methods of cleaning, whether they did dry cleaning or steam cleaning, for example. So, so you're, you're actually, I mean, you're becoming an employee of, like, Most you're, you're studying, you're, you're understanding the company that you're answering for. Most definitely. Okay. But because I did get ahead of myself a little bit, um, let me give you a little bit of my background. Okay. Um, I have well over 25 years. I'm not going to say, I'm going to learn to stop saying well over 25 <laughs> years. 
25 plus. I am certainly that- aging myself. <laughs> During the class, I explained to them, so that lets you know I've been doing this since I was two. Okay. If you do the math, you would think I'm about 27, <laughs> although we know that's not the truth, but I'll move on. <laughs> I've been doing this for quite some time. Uh, after working for um, many corporations, um, person that answers the phone at the first point of contact there should be a seamless transition from the first point of contact to the end of the service at the point of payment and then the follow-up call everything should be seamless and yes. it should appear that the person that answered the phone is an extension of you and it well, gives you- i would I, not to interrupt i'm sorry but i would agree that i mean when i when i've called services before and i can immediately identify that they're not who I want to talk to. My my next reaction is make another phone call until I can get who Precisely. I want to talk to. Your questions are limited. You're ready to get off the phone quickly. There are no further questions that you want to know because they have demonstrated to you that there's a ceiling to yes. what they can do for you. Yeah. Um, in this case, however, with the live inbound answering, uh, part of our mission is to become an extension of your workforce as you perform your services without any interruption. How can That's you perfect. perform your services so well when you have to stop to answer your phone line? You don't want to miss that call. That's the cry or the problem or the complaint of so many cleaners that I've spoken with. Sure. Uh, is I miss too many calls. And then when they do miss the call, they want to make sure that that call converts to a job. Our team will be trained. They are industry trained Yeah. by me and by, um, and I in turn was trained by my husband, who is Roger Lloyd, and he's well known in the industry. Um, he's been in the cleaning industry for, uh, I can say well over with him, oh, well. <laughs> well over 31 years. <laughs> well, and for anybody who doesn't know Roger Lloyd, what, how, how, where does he fit into the industry? How would we, how would we know him? Roger Lloyd fits into the industry, uh, most would know him as uh, a person to go to as a marketing uh, guru, if you will. I, okay. That term causes me to cringe a little bit, but everyone's familiar with it, so let's go with that. That's sure. Okay. But as the marketing person for this industry, he's the, he's the gentleman to speak with about that because he knows how to get that done. Expert in the you industry. Do have, you do have those that teach the fundamentals of cleaning. Yeah. And that's fine. That's their place, and that's where it should be. But once you learn the fundamentals of cleaning and you get everything that you need and you started your brand new business, how are you going to get your phone to The ring? phone's got to ring. Yeah. How are you gonna, what are you going to do about a client base? What are you going to do to keep that customer coming back to you? Yeah. So this is what he's so good at. Well, you say, you say he's so good at. We're actually, so we're in my booth here at the show, but we can see Roger. He's conducting his own interview right outside oh, the booth. Certainly. And he has his video going, which I'm, I'm sure is going to be on the Facebook page. Right. And he is uh, the creator and administrator of the carpet cleaning world. And uh, what the carpet cleaning world has uh, a little over 6,000, actually more closely to 7,000. Somewhere uh, 7,000 be a sweet yeah, spot, but yeah. there are uh, an immense number of uh, members in that group of uh, owner operators and cleaners. There's a lot of information, I'm sure, traded Most back and forth between everybody. Most definitely. Yeah. And uh, he's been, do- it was about 3,000 when he and I met three years ago. Okay. We met in Las Vegas when he did the, um, another uh, trade show. I believe it was an ICE convention. 
Oh, yeah, I remember. Something I, was, I had nothing to do with, yeah. but I, at the time, was living in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Right. So the way this came about. So interesting. I was at the ice show. Were you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would have been there. We would have passed by each other. We, we would Roger have. was there, too. So <laughs> I was at the time living in Las Vegas. Um, prior to Roger and I meeting, because of the 25 years plus of experience that I have in customer service, in many industries, whether it was lending or uh day spa european day spa services yeah and everything in between <laughs> i learned how to uh do lead generation for um loan officers until i became a loan officer myself okay so I, I have done a few things as a single parent i raised my children so i had to know how to uh survive in that scene sure so speak. yeah so in doing so that's what i chose to do long story short I was able to develop and become proficient at customer service. It's something that came naturally. My father was a business owner, as was my mother, and they would cringe if someone answered the phone improperly. Sure. And if you didn't provide them with an, the customer, that is, with an experience versus you want your customer to always come back into the store. For my father's case, he was a retail business. Okay. So he wanted a repeat customer, which yep. would turn into what? A client. Yep. He taught me that early on. So that's something that... Uh, Roger and I kind of could connect and agree on. Well, I think that's a that's an important part, and I think every every carpet cleaner understands that. First, you need first you need the customer to call, but once they call, they need to become a repeat. Right. And then once you can retain a repeat customer, you need the customer to become a referral, and and it goes on. But it only, I mean, it it only happens with. I'm thinking that that first impression, which is the phone call. Right. And how important that is. So I can see it on two different levels. One, first impression, that phone call has to be spot on. Absolutely. And then second, if you're the, if you're the man in the van working, you're going to miss calls. Absolutely. And if you miss the call, they're going to call the next person. So this is, this is a service that's almost, I would say detrimental, but I mean, it's, it's <laughs> extremely important huge for the success benefit, of. Huge benefit to this is you will experience fewer missed calls. Now, that's yeah. not to say I have been the customer. I'm, I'm such a consumer advocate. It's sickening. But I'm, <laughs> I'm the customer that will be standing in front of you, and you're answering a question for me, and I'm asking you something, but because you're nervous or I've made you uncomfortable or maybe you don't want to really fully do your job, yeah. the phone's ringing. You stop what you're doing with me to pick up the phone. That's off-putting. That's, yeah. So whatever's going on on that phone, oh, it might be some more money, more money than I'm getting ready to spend, you don't know what I'm going to do. You want to feel you. important. Yeah. You want and to when feel you, important. Yeah. You want to feel valued. And when you take that away from the customer, they well, especially when it's a service business call. I mean, yeah, service Most business, definitely. You like that's why I'm coming to you because Most I need you to definitely. take care of me. And if you're going to ignore me immediately, right. then then that's an issue. I can see a, a, a huge value. Now, how is, uh, how is coming to the experience? What are some of the conversations you're having here and, and with with the, the attendees here? Well, because we have this uh, kiosk, they take a look here. Uh, we have the uh, a standalone uh, digital kiosk poster that you'll see uh, some of the services that we provide. And on the kiosk, it's demonstrating just uh, what we are talking about. Uh, in this case, there's a young man cleaning a mattress, I believe. And he stops what he's doing to take a call right in the middle of asking the customer if he'd like to upgrade to another service. So, A, he loses the upgrade yep. by taking the phone call. And, B, not likely that the customer is going to call back for his services. 
no matter how well he cleaned and performed his service, right. when you leave the customer with a less than great experience, they're very likely to pick up and call the next person that'll pick up the phone. And I, I 100% agree. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a less than good experience. It's a less than great experience. Right. And, that's, and that's where it starts. Right. Absolutely. No, it's it's great. Janae, it was so good talking to you. It's been um, my pleasure. I know, I know, I'm sure you are too. We got two more days at this show. There's yes. still a lot of people coming through. And they're coming through. Uh, Larry announcing something we can hear in the background. Yes, we can. And uh, no, thank you for taking the time and my talking pleasure. with us today. Thank you. Thank for you. Having me, Jared. I appreciate it. All right, we're back. We got up next, we have Clark Brown. Hola. At the Alliance of Independent Restorers. And then this is a scheduled interview. Yes. You, you knew you were coming here. We had it down. But then I have a GMS podcast number one fan, Jacob Brown, who <laughs> I saw walking by. And I, I said, Jacob, get in here. Put a headset on. Get in here. <laughs> Jacob, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So, so here we have we got Clark and Jacob. Clark, you've got, you've got your booth set up here. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, about what you're doing, what you're doing at the show? Yeah, so uh, I, everybody knows I have three or four different jobs, but my, this, this event is about the Alliance of Independent Restorers because I still believe that this industry needs to continue to come together, and we need some glue to do that. So the Alliance of Independent Restorers is a, a coalition of sorts. We're trying to get what I believe are the top 10, top 8% of the restorers in the industry together to move that number to where there are 20% that are doing great work. So we just have a peer-to-peer network. We've got many features. We've moved our online forum to our own platform and gotten off of social media because of all the issues with social media and uh, the ability there. But sure. we just have we have about 300 members across the country, Canada and one in Australia, just, just, just believe in the same thing, all want the same thing, and are just trying to make today better than yesterday for themselves in the industry. Yeah. And they want to be around people that think the same way. So we're just here um, telling people we exist because a lot of people say, where can I get around? Great, where do I go in this industry to be surrounded by good people? Sure. And, and we just have created that myself. And Well, I think that's that's something. I mean, I've been around you guys and familiar mm-hmm. with what you're doing and, mm-hmm. and the members for a while. And I think that is a common theme with everybody. I mean, everybody, want, they want to be professionals. They want to be surrounded by good people. They want to learn from each other. They want to learn best practices. They want to take care of the customer. You know, they want to do all of the right things while building their business the right way. And, and for you to then bring a point where all of those people can come together, learn from each other. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, is that, it is. Well, and as you know, this is a, this is a recreation or a morph of the restoration rebels, which we started many, many years ago. And early on in the restoration rebels, it was just, just just magic i mean that's just the word that many of us that were involved early on was it was pure it was magic we were having conversations globally that were only happening in small micro cosms and and it all came together a lot of people did no longer i'm not an outlier i i feel the same way i thought i was wrong but now i find out someone in seattle and someone in sheboygan are just having the same issue now i feel stronger because we're together so this was a this is just a genesis. It's everything's always moving towards the next version of something. Okay, and and this kind of came a little more professional than social media became larger and bigger and less of what we started out to do and more of just people regurgitating the same thing over and over. Now I have a silly question. Ask it. Where's Sheboygan, Wisconsin? Okay, I didn't. I, you said it, and I, I've let's heard go. it, but I didn't you, know. Let's where. go there tomorrow. Let's go. Let's, let's go, go to Sheboygan tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go to Manny's in Sheboygan. <laughs> well, then you mentioned Seattle, which Jacob. 
from or Seattle. Where are you? Outside Seattle? Where Outside you Seattle, uh, Port Angeles, Washington. So on the Olympic Peninsula. Mm. Oh, you're over there. I'm over there. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize. Yeah. I didn't realize you were over there. So, and what are you doing? So carpet and upholstery cleaning, okay. uh, tile and grout. So and area rugs. How long have you been doing it? So I'm a third generation cleaner. That's awesome. So uh, business has been around since 1959, and been in the family since 1970. Oh, that's awesome. Are you familiar with, with Clark Brown, the Alliance of Independent Restorers? No. Nope. Not well, at all. Well, that's why, you, that's why I'm here. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys doing any restoration work, or are you guys getting going that way at all, or are you focusing more on the cleaning? Just more on the cleaning okay. at, at the point. Um, I see too much paperwork on the restoration side. No. But, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but I'm not opposed to learning what they do on that side. Sure. And so I can have the information, pass that along to my clients yeah. for if and when they have that job, yeah. I can go, okay, this is what you need to look in a company for and say, here, yeah. that's where you need to go. No, that's cool. Clark, uh, at this event, who who's kind of the, who's your target market? Who are the people you're talking to? What are the conversations you're having as people are walking around? So, so yesterday, I, I think yesterday was just a big rejoice of a lot of us, like you and I that are industry peers. All just glad to get back to see each other again. I oh think my we're, gosh! We're, yes, we're people, people, and yeah. there was a lot of that, uh, a lot of camaraderie. We had dinner last night. Um, I saw a handful of people just coming around, just trying to get their head wrapped around. Most people are here for education. Yeah. So when you're asked to join something, there's always a skepticism, like, yeah, what are we selling? Is this Amway a Ponzi scheme or what? Or is this yeah. a, a TPA? And, and sometimes people say, "What's in it for you guys?" That's what I get a lot. Is what's what do we need from me? Well, we have a small dues. No one gets, but it's, we literally have watched what happens when the industry comes together and we just want, it's infectious. So uh, my target audience is just any restore that says, I want to be in a tribe of like-minded people. Yeah. Uh, my industry sometimes embarrasses me and I know there are better people out there and I think we can help some of those embarrassing people get better, but I need to have the ammunition, the, the group group mentality and herd and stuff so that's it but um well and you just got back from texas tejas spent some time down there mm-hmm. quite a bit of time and i'm sure i mean you have you have a lot of uh the guys that are or, you know or companies that are in this group responding to things down there how did you guys all come together and and what, what was that like well we have a very tight-knit community so it's easy to get the word out like through you know through a signal so i sent up the bat signal and said listen texas is is number one in need there's yeah. a big need for contractors because there's not enough here for the number of losses that are occurring in a short window of time. And then there were a lot of uh, restorers that are just always, uh, COVID was a bad downtick here. And how can we recover from that with some revenue doing what we love? And uh, I think we had 28 uh, air member restorers that came down and we were just feeding each other leads and connecting the dots. And everyone got, you know, wasn't greedy, got what fulfilled the role yeah. before they got too expensive to be there and, and went back home but it helped a lot of people and it was probably my favorite thing that we've done in the last two years it was kind of the culmination of why this was an opportunity that we didn't even see coming but it presented itself to, to bring in as many people that were willing to come help yeah and, and to make a good living off of it and, and train how to do work on the road a lot of different lessons happened there what I was saying, I, yeah i can imagine as far as the lessons learned i mean and the kind of the extent of that i mean when you bring 28 people together mm-hmm. all on different jobs they're going to learn different best practices from each other different techniques on the jobs better ways to even even just communicate with each other and work as a team i mean it has to be beneficial in so many it areas and it, it, it just 
they all, you know, everybody lives in an area which, you know, except where you live, you don't have weather events, but most people have weather events. And, oh, I could probably do this when this happens in Ohio or Sheboygan. Or Sheboygan, and, and so, which yeah, is in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, by yeah. Manny's. Um, but it really is less than a lot of trading equipment. Somebody says, hey, I'm out of equipment, and so-and-so has some. So, yeah. it really, again, it checked a lot of boxes of what we've been trying to put together. We just could not materialize and actualize. Until now, you had, you had brought up, uh, you know, COVID was a hard year for, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. I mean, there were some people that, uh, the word pivot, right, were able to, to do some different things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure that, you know, Responding to an event like this really helps out with the with the checkbook. Jacob, where, how did you guys do during COVID? What did you, what was your kind of experience? Maybe financially, workload, services. How did you guys handle that at that time? So, um, actually, my parents were out of state when everything shut down. Okay, I, they were down in Portland, Oregon. Okay, and I we had jobs on the books for the next week, and I was calling down there, going, "Am I going to work?" And all of a sudden it said, nope, no one's going to work. Okay. Even though we found out through all of our contacts that, no, we're considered essential employees. Oh, okay. So we need to go to work. Well, we got an email. We actually went out and did a job at the end of the week and got an email from the assistant fire chief saying, you are not an essential employee. Shut down. Okay. And we're reporting you to the governor. We're like, okay. Never heard anything from the governor. I'm we sure. kept working. Yeah. But all of our residential jobs pretty much just shut down for nearly two months. Okay. And luckily, our church stepped up for us and uh, said, here, clean our two buildings. Oh, all, wow. All of our carpets. And yeah. that that pretty much saved us for that first quarter of the COVID. How awesome L- is that? It, love it. Love it. Got chills. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And then residential started picking back up once they understood that, Hey, we're coming in masked up if you want us masked up. Yep. We sanitize everything at the end of the job, so we're not transferring anything in right. between jobs. Right. right. We clean equipment after every single job anyway. Mm-hmm. So we, we just weren't sanitizing, but we were actually cleaning prior to that. So So you had, a, you had about a two months off. Church comes in, which is that's phenomenal. Yes. I love I love seeing community come together and help somebody out. So that, that worked out well. But then after the two months, did you see work kind of go back to the way it was? Were you guys at fifty percent? Like kind of uh, what, what did that I, look I'd like? I'd say twenty five to fifty percent. Okay, um, so you're still still on the low end. Yeah. But we had more of our commercial jobs say, Hey, we're we're completely shut down. Why don't you come in while everyone's away? Oh, okay. And they use so, that time. Yeah. So it it was nice. What about now? So now we're a year past. How are things now? They're they're looking good. They're good. looking good. Um, I I still think we're a little bit uh, lower than we were last year. Yeah. At this point, but I'm I'm seeing some improvement coming. Very good. No, that's awesome. Well, I've, got so, a, I've got a shirt that I'm, I want to get your address. Sure. I have some shirts that we made up for this. Is always essential. I I don't need someone to tell me we're essential. Right. I understand the context of the the comment, but. We're, we're always essential. Everybody, exactly. this whole world is essential. Yes. So, yes. I've got some shirts I'll send you. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Well, I was going to say, I was like, Clark, do you have anything, any last thoughts or anything you want to say? It sounds like you might have got that out or you got I, something else. I don't. I just, um, you know, Jared, you and I, you want to go back to your first question is what I'm doing here is uh, I'm looking at the APA booths. I'm looking at so many peers just trying to, everybody's trying to be successful and they need others to be their cheerleaders. And Jared, you're a big, I'm looking around your, your, your cubicle here and it's, products from, from people you believe in. Oh, yeah, products. absolutely. And, and I think yeah. this industry can start to bind together, and we can. All, there's enough work for all of us to do good. Yes. So uh, I just wanted to just remind everyone that 
no one got where they are without help from somebody else, and, and we just hope we help everybody. Exactly. Yeah, awesome. Well, hey, I thank you for making the time, coming down here, talking to me. Jacob, thanks for – well, Jacob, how many how many podcasts have you listened to? You told me you're on episode 49? I'm, I'm, I'm on episode 49 so he's at like the five, moment. He's nice. like five behind or something. I mean, he's, he's ahead of me. number one fan. Love this guy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your support, Clark. Thank you for your support, too. Of course. Thank you for what you're doing. All right, yeah, thank man. Thank you. All right, up next we have Mike and Kevin with the IICRC. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Yeah, doing yeah. very well. Thanks for having us, Jared. We yeah. appreciate it. Well, yeah, and that's where I want to start off, too, saying thank you guys for being a willing participant to come down here and, and talk to us during the show. Uh, like we said, you're with the, the IICRC. So what, is, uh, what, are, what are you guys kind of doing at the show? Why, why are you here? What is, what is this? Uh, how is this important for you? Well, it's important because we historically have been a top sponsor of the experience, and we have a long history of supporting them. Okay, and we're we're very happy to support them because we we educate and certify specifically cleaners and restoration professionals. So we are the education arm for that and the standard setting body. So it's an industry or industries where there are not a lot of regulations. Sure. In it. But there are industry standards, and that's what's important to know. And not just any industry standards, because it's easy. We can put a standard together and say, hey, this is the industry standard. We are accredited by a third party. Uh, So we have third-party recognition by the American National Standards Institute, known as ANSI. And that is a very prestigious body uh, overseeing standards-developing organizations, of which IICRC is one. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's uh, what's kind of your guys' backgrounds, Michael? What, yeah. How did you get uh, get started and, and involved with the ICRC? Well, I came on about 13, 14 months ago, so I'm the newest member of the team as their president and CEO. Okay. And my background, uh, more recently in the last six, seven years, I was in Washington, D.C., and okay. I did a lot of work advocating on behalf of career, technical, and trade education. So anything when you go to school and it connects to a job, electricians, welding, HVAC techs, um, but, but other professions too, such as nursing. So anything in that world where the education is connected to a career or technical or trade profession. And so when I heard about this gig, I, I got excited for two reasons. It's in the world I'm familiar with. I'm a big, big supporter of career technical and trade education. Okay. But it's also my hometown of Las Vegas, Nevada. So it's oh, nice to get cool. out of the swamp of Washington, D.C. and head back to, <laughs> to Vegas. So that was exciting. Well, very cool. Kevin, how about you? Yeah, so I got into the industry in 1992 and uh, worked for somebody for until uh, 2001. And then I started my own company in the uh, water damage cleaning clean and restoration industry. Okay. And uh, along the way, I got involved in ICRC helping to write the standards. And okay. that, that kind of got me involved. I got to know a few people and meet a few icons I had taken courses from over the years, yeah. uh, such as Jeff Bishop. And, you know, I met Joe Dobbins along the way. And, you know, just some industry icons that I forever had seen in magazines and right. taken a class or whatever, read their articles. And then here I'm on the standards committee with these guys and it was just so cool, and I just kept going. And one day they called me and said, "Hey, uh, 
you've been nominated for the board of directors. <laughs> and I was actually, I was telling Dane Gregory this. I said, Dane, do you remember in 2011 when I was sitting in your stone and tile cleaning class and I found out that I was nominated for the board of directors in that class? And he he, he didn't remember, but, I, you know, we talked about it for a little bit. That's, and that's he, an interesting scenario right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was totally cool. And then when they called me in 2011 and said, hey, you've just been elected to the board of the Clean Trust. And I'm like, well, wait, I, I wanted to be on the board of the IICRC. That's what I was nominated for. And so, you know, two years later, I was the one on the board that actually got to change the name back to IICRC. Okay. And I made that motion. And so that was, that was kind of cool for me to have it come full circle and then to now be chairman of the board and to, to be able to, you know, uh, know a lot of these guys that yeah. I grew up in the 90s, so to speak, grew up in the clean and restoration business just idolizing and all that is it's it's really kind of surreal for me yeah to, i mean i can see on your face that you're today. yeah you're excited yeah. about it as you're talking about it it's right. very cool right so with you guys coming to the show i know for me uh you know i mean i make a, a power distribution box i would bring it to the show and it was it was just important for me to talk to the attendees as it also was for me to talk to other vendors and kind of get get face time with them so kind of my next question for you guys two parts one, you know, what are the what are some of the conversations or some of the questions that you're getting asked or the information that you want the attendees to know? And then also, are there any vendor um, vendor relationships that you're also building, you know, on the on the vendor side? Who yeah, would, so well yeah. from the, from the vendor side, we have uh, several of the ICRC approved schools here. Mm-hmm. We have some of our uh, shareholders that are over here, and they have booths. Over here, so it's kind of it's it's cool to see. All Who are that. we pointing at over here? Like, I'm so sorry, we, at see, we see have uh, CFI is over there. Oh yeah, uh, SCRT. Um, I think there's another one over there. Pacer. Uh, okay, they're, they're over here, and they are all uh, shareholders of IICRC. IICRC is kind of different in the fact that it has uh, it's a nonprofit that has shareholders. Okay, now. Just because you're a shareholder, it doesn't work like the stock market. You don't get a dividend and all this kind of stuff. It just, they they are the ones that elect the board. And okay. So, and they're the uh, quote-unquote owners of the, of the institute. And so there's 19 of them and right now. And so they, uh, you know, they elect the board every year all that so it's kind of a different model most people don't really realize that or how it works until you kind of get involved and stuff so with these guys down here and their shareholders we have other shareholders than in the in the rest of the i haven't show i haven't seen any other shareholder organizations because they're nonprofits as well okay okay Okay. so um but we do have other uh proof schools here uh, that i've seen I know EMTA is here and uh, RTI. I don't know who all's here, but there's there's quite a few of them. And that's why yeah. we come. Yeah. They're all here. We, we know that they all gather right. here, and so we're always a, a top sponsor. And uh, a lot of times our certified techs are coming up to our booths because they're getting their continuing ed- education credits, their CECs, uh, okay. to keep up with their certifications and renew it. Uh, so they're coming over, and we, we see 
a lot of them uh, come through. Them. Yeah, I yeah. think we had maybe 50 or so yesterday. Yeah, yeah. we're seeing a whole group of them come oh, over. Cool. And, yeah, still of course, they're today. scanning us to get points for giveaways as well. So there's that. <laughs> and I, I know I've kind, of, I've kind of been denying people yeah, that exactly. opportunity with being in the booth and talking. And, yeah. <laughs> well, glad you guys are doing it. At least you're participating. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. participating. Right, right. Now, when you've got, uh, you were talking about the, the CECs, the Community Education Credits, uh, are the, I know that there's other events and, and I won't say events, but I guess um, what educational spots and things that are happening, mm-hmm. you know, off hours of the show. Are there, are there continuing education credits in some of those? Uh, not necessarily in those, uh, the, the breakout sessions. Or breakout right, sessions, that, that yes. Education. But for coming to the the whole event, you can stop by the booth oh, and get that's, your continuing. Okay, education. so that's why people are coming to the booth. They're saying like yeah. we're at the event, and then that offers the continuing education right. credit, and it gives got us it, a chance to it. interact with them. Say, hey, what's oh, yeah. going on? What are you doing in the field? What's the latest? Are you going for another certification? Are you continuing your education beyond this well, event? Well, what are some of the? I mean, with that, I can imagine there's got to be some some great success stories where that you're hearing about. You know, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm imagining, because I haven't had this conversation, but I'm imagining somebody, some, some kid is lost, doesn't know what he's going to do, find some, some cleaning, get some credits and, and certifications, and now he's a rock star. And any, any kind of stories like that that you're hearing from people coming to the booth? Now, one guy came by yesterday and has just received one of his master certifications, mm. and that's kind oh. of the pinnacle of, of certification in our education. So when you get... When you accumulate enough certifications, you become master status. And there's three masters, is there's that correct? three masters, okay. so he's got one Very of cool. the three. And he's thinking about going through the rest and eventually becoming an instructor. And there's going oh. to be a changing of the guard here uh, eventually as some of our instructors start to retire and leave. And, and those guys, they want to see that their legacy is continued and people sure. come up behind them. So we're excited about the next generation of instructors coming up, and that was nice to see a guy that's been in the field doing this for a while and is con- committed to education and lifelong learning, and then to give back. So that was an, a good conversation. Yeah, and you know, next year is our 50th anniversary of the institute. So oh, it was wow, founded in yeah. 1972, and so to Mike's point, we do have a lot of instructors that are starting to retire and and so you're saying just based you know, on the years, on. And, yeah, right, yeah. right. And so we want to make sure that we have plenty of people in that pipeline filling those gaps. And I'll just add, there's a lot of growth here. We have over somewhere close to 60,000 certifications and over 6,000 certified firms across the world. We're in 40 countries now. So when I took over 13 months ago, we were in 26 countries. We're in 40 countries. Now that we have online learning in the form of live stream, I think this is just going to grow even more. So what's kind of the next steps for that that growth? I mean, are we continuing? Are we going to see 80 countries? Or where, where where is that path? That, that's, that's a really good question. Yeah. We don't we don't know. I mean, we didn't <laughs> we didn't know that countries like Bolivia and all over the Middle East and China and, Malaysia, and Russia oh, and Malaysia, yeah. Singapore. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't. I guess really think that that's going to happen. That the, those people are going to go. Hey, I need to take this IICRC need, yeah. class. But that's what happened whenever live stream uh, streaming of classes came about. Oh, you we totally got people all over the world staying up at night to take a class based in the U.S. And, you know, one of the things that's, that's, that's been weird to me 
is of course we have a big uh, po- uh, a lot of registrants in down under in Australia and New yes. Zealand, and to hear that Australia and New Zealand instructors say that they're holding a class, and there's a lot of U.S. people in their class staying up all night. And then we got U.S. instructors saying, hey, we got a lot of Australians staying up all night in our classes. It sounds like cool. we need to teach night class. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been kind of cool. Well, hey, one last question for you guys before we wrap up. Uh, what's kind of a, a number one, number two question you guys get or, or some information you're able to get people when they come to your booth? Ooh, or is there? One or- yeah, well, a lot of them are coming to get their certifications up to date. Yeah, can all, I renew? Yeah, can I, I renew? renew? Yeah, yeah. I renew. Yeah. Okay. We got a question or two about, hey, can I buy a standard? Yeah. You know, so th- those are some of the questions that they're looking for. And how can I get my uh, continuing ed credits? Those okay. are probably the, the three, uh, three questions that we get. Well, perfect. Well, guys, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come down here, talk with me during the show. I, I appreciate what you guys are doing, and I, like I said I don't know all the ins and outs of the IICRC, but I definitely know that it's it's setting the standard for our our technicians and for this industry to do the job that they need to be able to do. So it, that's that's awesome. That's well, we very appreciate cool. you having us. Yeah, very thanks cool. a bunch for having us. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thank you. Yeah, I'm all right. Pretty well, you sure guys... I probably used one of your electrical boxes. Oh yeah, I had my restoration company too. I bet it was amazing. <laughs> it was. It had to been. It worked. So you don't think about it as long as it works, right? That's right. right. That's right. That's well, it. hey, thanks again, guys. We'll let you guys get back to the booth. I appreciate your time today. All right. Thank, See you. thank you. All right. Up next, I've got AC with Softwash. How are you doing, man? Doing good. How are you? Very, very good. I am, I'm excited to talk to you guys because I reached out to you. Uh, when we knew we were going to start doing these interviews, because I've never talked to you before. I don't know I don't know who you guys were, but I know they, they talked. They said, hey, Softwash is coming. You're a big sponsor of this event. Yes. And uh, and I'm like, why is Softwash coming? But it's like you guys have a, a, a very cool business, and I guess I'm going to say an add-on, but I think it's maybe even. It's, you, it's a multiplier. Ex- a multiplier. Yes. And so I'm going to go ahead and let you kind of explain what it is and why you are here at the show at the experience. Yeah, so soft washing is the alternative to pressure washing. Instead of the blowing and blasting of pressure washing, we use water-based biodegradable chemicals. They emulsify dirt and grime. They kill algae mold, mildew, lichens, bacteria, viruses, all while sanitizing the surface we're cleaning. Okay. It lasts four to six times longer than pressure washing. Uses about a third the water of pressure washing. And you don't get all that damage normally associated with pressure washing. Okay. Well, you've already, I already had no idea. I thought you were pressure washing. So right. I'm glad yeah. we cleared that up already. Yes. <laughs> so now, what's kind of your background? How, how did you get involved in, in soft wash? Well, uh, I was actually, back in uh, the late 80s, early 90s, I had uh, gone out to Texas to go to Abilene Christian University to become a preacher. Okay. And I got kicked out of preaching school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, but got engaged while I was out there, met my wife, Karen, who you've seen here at the show. Okay. And was moving back to Florida. I said to my dad, hey, dad, you know, I want to start a business. I want to get married to Karen. I need to get some cash going. And he said, hey, listen, the family painter had, had just got done pressure washing the house to prep it, to have it painted. And he, my dad said, hey, he jumped up on the roof and power washed off the roof. And, man, it made it look like brand new. 
yeah. that might be a good business for you. You can just drive around, look for dirty roofs, and knock on the door and ask people if they want them clean. So that's what I did. I moved back okay. to Florida and uh, started cleaning roofs and realized really quick you cannot pressure wash roofs. It just oh. destroys them. Okay. Yeah, no, it's like a hailstorm in a nozzle. I mean, you're just blowing all the aggregate off the roofs. I was sandblasting my shins from the aggregate bouncing back at me. I said, there's got to be a better way. Well, before I went to preaching school, I did get a degree in horticulture. I dual enrolled. I had a uh, vocational program I went to, got a vocational degree in horticulture. And, uh, and that was really what I did for seven years. I worked in the nursery industry. I knew if you had fungus on a plant, you could spray it with a fungicide. Got okay. fungus on a roof. Why not spray it with a fungicide? So I took that background in horticulture and took some of the spraying systems that we had used in the nursery industry and started applying it to roof cleaning. Developed a bleaching water solution with algicides, fungicides, some surfactants. Nobody called it soft washing back then. Okay. I called it the mallard system. I like ducks. Called it the mallard <laughs> system. Okay. And that's what I marketed it as and started doing uh, roof cleaning. And then a big hailstorm hit Orlando, Florida, and 100,000 roofs got replaced. And I was like, crap, I'm not in the roof cleaning business anymore. New roofs, yeah. New roofs. But it had always splashed off the roof, got on the wood fence, cleaned the wood fence. It splashed off the roof, got on the driveway, cleaned the driveway. So instead of power washing buildings, I started running around cleaning them. I, I call it slinging bleach on buildings. Okay. You know? And so I started slinging bleach on buildings for a living. And that kind of formalized and developed and became this soft washing industry, which is just a big alternative to pressure washing. But because you're not giving it a haircut and just mowing the grass, so to speak, spreading the seeds around, you're actually spraying it with a chemical that not only cleans the surface, it sanitizes it and kills all the existing bacteria, mold, mildew, fungus, all the microbes on that surface. That's very cool. And it really works great. That's very cool. Um, What is... What's so okay? So you, you started with roofs, then you were talking about fences. You're talking about driveways. What's kind of the if someone's if it's, if someone's getting a soft wash? Well, I guess we even got to start there, right? Let's look at your booth. You've got your booth is cool. <laughs> your you. booth is very cool. What is the truck? Tell me, explain to me what's going on over there. What is the truck that's over there? So I've always been an old truck guy. Even when I was in high school, I had a 1965 Ford pickup truck, and uh, you know, so I got to the point where. You know, I just really want an old truck again. Okay. And uh, But I wanted to use it as a marketing vehicle. So I, I went ahead and purchased this old 1960 Ford pickup truck. And I drove it around. had a 302 in it. And you know, had single beam suspension in the front. It's like an old shop truck and all. And I, and I, was, I bought it originally just to use it as a promotional vehicle. But I started driving it every day. So I went, you know, I probably need to modernize this thing if I'm going to drive it every day. Put a little better suspension underneath it. So we did a Crown Victoria where the whole subframe out of the front of the Crown Victoria for the front suspension. So it's okay. got independent front suspension now, power steering, disc brakes. It's all on airbags all the way around. Put a Crown Victoria oh rear end in it. Put a Mustang 2014 Mustang Coyote high-performance engine in it. And, uh, yeah, put it on the dyno. It did 412 horsepower. This truck, that's, this truck that's in the booth. Yeah, 397 foot-pounds of torque at 135 miles an hour in third gear. I've personally had it up to 125, but the roads aren't, you know, flat. So okay. It, it, the truck will do 150 if I can find a road flat enough or straight enough. <laughs> and literally put, putting – I don't have the air conditioning in it now, but we, we got an appointment set up. It's getting air conditioning. Basically putting everything a brand-new King Ranch would have. Okay. 
in this 1960 pickup truck. It's and it's got, gorgeous. I mean, it is beautiful. Yeah, you can't really tell it's as modern as it is from the outside. It just looks like a nice little shop truck. You know? I, w- I wouldn't call it a nice little shop. This thing is, like, beautiful. <laughs> Let me just it's say a this. beautiful shop. You truck. cannot pick your nose at a traffic light. I'll tell you that. That people are watching because people are looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so kind of going back. Okay, so we got the truck, um, and then we've got. So, so you were doing the driveways. You're doing the roofs. You're doing fences. What's kind right. of like if someone wants to get started? Where? What's the direction they're going? What's kind of the focus? Well, where, okay. What so, does that look like? So, um, and maybe because we're at this the experienced carpet cleaning convention here, maybe through the lens of carpet cleaning. Okay. Yes. Right now, I've, I've got a Facebook group that you guys can come out and look at. It's called Converting Carpet Cleaners Worldwide. And okay. And so look for that on Facebook, Facebook group. And I'm going to find it right now. Yeah, Converting Carpet Cleaners Worldwide. Okay. And uh, the premise of that is with the advent of wood floors and all types of hardwood, um, uh, different tile, grout, terrazzo, all of these hard surfaces going into houses, we're putting less and less carpet in houses. But you guys have spent good money, cost of acquisition, years and years building up your customer list that you're not getting to go and visit as much now because they've put all these hard surfaces into their homes. I would say in my house, we tore, we took out all the carpet and it's all hardwood now. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah. It's better for allergies and everything else. It still needs cleaned, especially tile. I, I, I like to have at least once a year, probably twice a year, all the Real grout quick. and everything that else. It? Yeah, Converting Carpet Cleaners Got Worldwide. It. Hit join there. Join. And, um, and so you've earned these customers, but you're seeing them less and less now, and they're not spending as much money with you. So why not put a soft washing truck on the road? They, they know you. They trust you. They like you. They want to use you. So why not come to them you've and say... you established the customer. Yeah. I can clean your roof. I can clean your exterior. I can do your driveway, pull deck, screen enclosure. All the stuff you used to pressure wash. And look at this cool piece of equipment. Look at the chemicals that we have. Uh, it's all good steward stuff. It's all environmentally safe. It's all 12-volt battery-powered stuff. It's, it's oh, an, really? Yeah, it's all DC-powered. We re-harness the kinetic energy that the truck already makes through the alternator charging the starting battery. Yeah. And when the starting battery is full, we just bypass that to the back of the truck to a group of five Group 31 DC 12-volt batteries. This is cool. And okay. Yeah, so it's like the Tesla of cleaning systems. It's completely battery-powered. And, um, you know, and, and, and now you can w- pull up to any customer that you're already doing their interior stuff with. Yeah. And if you're smart as a carpet cleaner, you've already picked up dryer vent cleaning. You're maybe doing duct cleaning. You're picking up upholstery cleaning. You've done everything you can on the inside of the house to recapture that customer and get as much value, lifetime value, out of that customer as you can. Now you can put another truck on the road doing the exterior. And these trucks, they do three hundred to $350,000 a year in a nine-month season. That was my next question. At a yeah. 20% net, net, in-your-pocket profit. As an owner-operator, if, if you're just if you just got one truck on the road and you want to work in it every day, yeah. which I don't recommend because you got to go fishing sometime. But, <laughs> like, yeah. And you got to go on family vacations sometime. But if you're going to work in that truck as an owner-operator, we got owner-operators that literally are making a 50% net net profit and taking home over six figures soft washing in their own truck. <laughs> Those are, that's, that's ridiculous. That's phenomenal. It's ridiculous money. I mean, these trucks do $2,000 a day. Now, what's kind of the response you've seen from, from this show so far? Well, um, you know, you get a lot of people that 
of course, come up and just want to see the truck. The tr- yeah, that would be me. I and, just go over to see the truck. Yeah, and everybody wants to know if the, if they buy a system, they get a truck. <laughs> you know, you get the ridiculous questions. Yeah, yeah. and and then they start looking at, they start thinking because that's what you put the truck in there because there's nothing sexy about roof cleaning. You know, so yeah. you do that as the attention grabber, and then they start looking at it and they start asking questions, and all of a sudden they're like, "Crap, how much are you guys doing a day?" I mean, I'm struggling to get 900 to to $1,000 a day carpet cleaning. And what are you guys doing? Oh, $2,000 a day. You know, our models, you know, models, 225 an hour, you know, X amount of dollars a day, X amount of dollars a week, X amount of dollars till, till you get to the point when you really realize if you're in a great market to where it's warm all year, like Florida, yeah. you can work that truck 2,000 hours. 2,000 hours times $200 an hour is four hundred grand with one truck. So then That's... they start running the numbers and they go, holy crap, this could change my life. And there are the other customers. And then I say, hey, listen, the equipment, the chemicals, the soft wash is not going to change your life. I had a $4.8 million a year soft washing company at my height. Okay. All of the same business systems that got me to $4.8 million a year, we have them all recorded. We have them all systemized. We have them all documented. We have all the classes. We have a whole soft wash academy online. We have live events at our campus. So is this a franchise? Nope. No franchise. Not a franchise. Not a franchise. Okay, We're explain Mary it to Kay me. for men. How do, I don't know. Well, I don't know Mary Kay, so expl- explain it to me. What's so, so what it is, is is we're an unfranchise. You get everything that you would get from a franchise, and most people that have ever done franchises come to us and say, well, you actually give us way more than we ever got at our Rent-A-Logo program, which is called a franchise. Okay. Um, and so uh, we, we give you all that great stuff. There's no geographically protected territories. There's no royalty. There's no upfront money. You know, like a, like you know, a, a, a uh, what do you call it, inception fee, like a lot of franchises okay. have. Um, we get paid one gallon at a time, and the consumables. One gallon at a time. Yeah, yeah. So we sell the soaps and the detergents and the bleach and all the stuff that you put in the truck to do the work. So what we do is we love up on you. We've got a great community. We have all of these events. Uh, we have our own national convention. We have our soft wash academy online. We have all the stuff to make you very successful. You buy everything a la carte. Yeah. Okay. So you you don't have to. You know, it's not this 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 contract that we have that says you must do this. You can absorb it at your own pace. And basically, I tell people we teach you how to kill it, grill it, and put it on the table. We make you very successful. Mentor you, coach you, everything that you need, put you in a a highly nurturing environment, a business incubator, so that you get so good at doing the business that because you're out there winning, you're having to buy more product from us. Yeah. Okay? And so we get rewarded one gallon at a time. If we do a good job nurturing you, you buy more product from us. This is really cool. Now I know we're we're running we, well we're over on time we, we were trying to keep this about twelve minutes but um, <laughs> we're just fine I'm not worried about that I mean I have I have so many more questions for you about this would you ever want to just do like a full episode with me and talk about soft washing and, and what you guys are doing because yeah I mean I'm, I I got we could do this for another half hour I got a lot oh, more sure, questions yeah. right now <laughs> but oh okay, so instead of me so you could use this as the teaser episode for this, this, something yeah. later yeah well, sure. absolutely I mean yeah. I mean I can definitely see and I'm thinking of so many customers of mine that I'm like hey have you guys checked this out yet um, yeah it's, it's fascinating uh, but so instead of me asking any more questions I'll leave it up to you what kind of one last thing what what do we want to wrap up on what's kind of our, our end note here 
Okay, so we only build 100 of these trucks a year. Okay. Okay, because that's all we can support. That's all we can love up on. So if you want to come and check this thing out, see if it's for real, we have every single month we have a three-day camp called Discover Soft Wash. Okay. It's every single month. So you just go to softwashsystems.com forward slash academy forward slash discover. Okay. And then you'll be able to see our schedule. Every single month we have this three-day camp. You can come down. It's classes in the morning. It's hands-on demonstrations in the afternoon. We feed you lunch. My wife actually caters every single one of those. Okay. So it's like meatloaf and barbecue and dirt cake and, you know. <laughs> like and just come for lasagna. lunch. Lasagna. Yeah. Oh, we, we have all, all the people that are close enough within driving distance will drive in to have lunch on those days. Yeah. And meet all the new recruits and everything. And if it's a match and you like us and you think it's cool and you want to join the soft wash revolution through soft wash systems, great. If you don't, that's okay, too, because we only build. A hundred of these trucks. trucks a year. Very cool. Yeah. Dude, well, and, that, and now it's even talking about that marketing and doing a three-day academy or camp. I'm like, more question. Dude, this is brilliant. Like, everything everything that I've heard so far you talk about is just brilliance on brilliance on brilliance as far as I'm concerned. I love all of it. Oh, and we you. even got into, like, how you're marketing to the customers. I'm sure you have all that done. You have a great shirt on. Uh, I mean, you're... It, Everything is. That's James with seventy two hour print. You doing a, a little podcast with him? Yet? I haven't. No, I didn't. You need I to go talk to James. James is seventy two. All of our companies. Yep. If you go to his booth, you'll see the Softwash authorized logos on two thirds of the shirts over there. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are doing a really good job. Well, thank uh, you. It, this has been a pleasure. Thank you for coming here and talking to me. It's yeah. been a pleasure, man. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Well, I'll let you get back to the booth. I'm sure you got more people to talk to, but thanks for taking the time today. Great. Thank you, sir. All right. Here we go. We are up next. Eric, I am I. I'm excited. I'm excited you're here, man. Yeah, we have too. Eric with the Blue Collar Nation podcast, which I'm gonna. I'm a fan. I've been listening to you guys for over a year now. Thanks. Um, probably like you're you're one of the you're one of the podcasts I was listening to when I was like I I might want to do a podcast. Yeah, Just you're like I, if those two can do it, <laughs> anybody can do it. Yeah, that's what, that was what I was thinking. <laughs> You're not the first guy to tell us that. Oh, no, but you, you guys, I mean, you guys are, are bringing, I love, well, and the reason, you know, reason I'm doing a podcast, I'm sure it's a lot of the same reason you're doing a podcast, but, you know, to be able to bring that content, get a, get a hold of those people, have those conversations, and that content never leaves. And you can go back and listen totally. a year ago and get a bunch of information, and it, it's, it, it's there for the industry forever. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because I'll have people contact me that I don't know. And we're, you know, all of a sudden it will lead to a phone conversation and they'll be like, yeah, you remember when you said, you know, whatever? And I'm like, um, no, I don't. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, your podcast with this person, you said, and I'm like, wow, you're really listening maybe more intently <laughs> than me because I don't remember saying that. Yes, it's true. But, yeah. you know, so it, what's interesting, and I'm sure you feel this way, Garrett, is it has more impact on people than you imagine it to be when you're recording. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I see that, I mean, almost almost weekly. Yeah. I mean, with and, and especially with the interactions I've had here at the Experience and people coming up and, oh, yeah, on this episode. And, like, I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, because you're just talking. Yeah. But they're listening and maybe even taking notes. And I do that with podcasts. I'm a, I'm a voracious podcast listener. That's how we got into this. You know, when we started, I just floated the idea to Larry, my business partner. I'm like, hey, man, you know. 
we were college roommates. Larry and I, we've been doing something together since we were eight, like 18 years oh, old. Oh, so see, yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, yeah, you have you and Larry are both doing the podcast together. Yep, yep. Yeah. So there's two of us. And I had been listening to a whole bunch of kind of service industry podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I, I was hearing like a lot of good information and I was falling asleep half the time. Right. You know, yeah. like they just weren't that interesting. Like they were dry. And Larry and I have a dynamic kind of like uh, like click and clack from from uh, car talk, you know. <laughs> and they were like brothers in, in a yeah. sense. You know, we were business partners for no, years. You guys are fun to listen to. You go back and forth. You give yeah. each other shit. It's fun. So, yeah. So we're like, well, can we just be us and still add value to people listening? And we're, we're trying to do that the best we can. You know, I don't, hopefully it's working. It's working. Yeah. It's sometimes. Yeah, so, you know, our dynamic <laughs> yes, is... It is, it's We good. give each other a hard time, and then we let the guests talk for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you guys have, I mean, a lot of episodes. I mean, I'm at, I'm just over 50, which I'm, it's a proud number for me. Are, but you guys are tomor- hundreds. Tomorrow will be 122. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That's, Thanks, a, man. that's a feat. When I mean, we started, we had no equipment. Like, we literally had, like, each $5 microphones that we just plugged in the side of our laptop. Yeah. And we found a software that we no longer use, which I won't mention, and... and Larry was in California and I was in Utah and we were like, okay, well, let's just do this. And if three people passed our immediate family, listen, yeah, that yeah. will be like a major accomplishment. And that's really all I thought would ever happen. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, and like first, what do you do? You have your friends on, right? You know, you, the guys, you know, Yep. So, so we have a few of our friends on in the industry, but the guys we know are like, they're good. Like yeah. they know their stuff. Right. So all of a sudden we're looking and we're like, you know, at the very beginning, like episode two, we're like, Holy crap, 500 people listen to this. Yeah. Holy crap, four of them are from Australia. Yeah. Or whatever, right? And now, you know, tens and tens of thousands of listens later, we can go through that list and it's like all over the world. Yeah. I'm blown away by it. Like, I cannot fathom that. It's like, and my wife's like, you have people from everywhere listening? I'm like, apparently so. <laughs> you know, like, I remember somebody came, me and my wife were somebody, they were like, did you listen to the episode? Ask my wife, did you listen to the episode? She's like, I don't listen to, I listen to him enough already. Why would I go listen to him for another hour? <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Uh, my wife listens to every episode because she does all the editing. Okay. And she does the intro for you guys too, right? She's the intro, the, yeah. the, the English accent lady. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. When I first heard it, I was like, "How? Like, I'm waiting for this. How does this tie in? And it was probably four or five episodes before it came up in the podcast that it was your wife. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Now I now yeah. I get it. We, we've questioned whether her voice is the right intro for our market, but she's free. And <laughs> uh, she's got a good voice. So, um, we, you know, it's funny. We. We're like the worst podcasters ever, Gary. So well, no, because there's me too. So yeah. we don't yeah. we don't put lots of thought into it. Like I put lots of thought into like when we have you on, I'm gonna try to find everything I can about Garrett and everything that you've done, right? And well, I, okay, it's Jarrett. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine, Jarrett. And um, man, I kept messing that up. So <laughs> everyone does. And uh, like that to me is important, but like. All the editing and the intro and all that. Like, we just don't put a lot of stock in that. And it, like, I know it's like <laughs> podcasting 101, but we're not good at it. And I, it's like we're being authentic, not caring about that. <laughs> it, it's authentic. Yeah. No, it's good. It's it, what you guys what you guys are doing. I think that's why, because I try to listen to podcasts, and they're, some of them are hard. I mean, like you were saying, some of the other industry podcasts, I don't even know the name, so I can't even mention them or anything. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mention them anyway. But it's 
it's hard. It's hard to get through them. And when you, when you and Larry are talking, you know, there's there's your dynamic, which is hilarious in the beginning. Like you guys banter and go back and forth, and it's fun. And uh, but but then you get the guest on, and you can tell you're you're inquisitive. You you want to know what's going on with the guest. I mean, no, it's yeah. it's good. They're easy yeah. to listen to, and you guys are doing something special. And I think that's something too. And I've even had like kind of that compliment where it's like it's like no, dude, like we like listening to your podcast. Like no. Like, not everyone can interview or ask the questions that you do. Like, right. like it's a talent. And so, for you guys, too, I mean, it's... Yeah. You guys, I, yeah, you I guys are doing it. I do put work into that. That, yeah. that part, I, I do. Like, our dynamic has always been, Larry's the fun guy, and I'm the guy... Who's in a fireman's suit right now in the booth, <laughs> yeah. which I don't even know why, but okay. Well, I'll tell you why. Sure. Because our business, MorningTechMeeting.com, where we train technicians on soft skills, you yeah. know, lots of guys train technical skills but most of the problems happen in the field because uh the guy walked across the lawn 15 times and made a cow path or well, like those were the calls that we would get with irate customers right so we'll we, give you some background so you guys had a restoration company yep. you guys had a service business and yep. then and so this is the morning tech meeting which is the company you guys have now yes. was kind of the training you implemented while you had the business with your own with your own employees, your own team. Yeah, because everybody in the service, it doesn't matter if you're an electrician, HVAC, plumbing, right. restoration. We kind of all do the same steps to get from beginning to end of a job. And if you really look at it, I mean, we're taking Im- immense risks sending guys out on their own. Like, you know, it's to like... To represent you. Yeah, you have yeah. all this control at the shop in the morning, right? And then all of a sudden, all those vans roll somewhere <laughs> you're else. You're free. And you kind of... Like, yeah, you're free, but then you're also like, oh, man, I hope today goes okay. <laughs> you know, those guys are on their own. So I started realizing, you know, the, the office staff and myself would sit and analyze, like, when people call and they're upset, why? Yeah. Like, I, I want to be able to fix this problem. Is it the guy doesn't know how to cut drywall or it's never that it's they don't know how to talk to the client. They parked the van in the wrong place. They didn't call and say that they were going to be five minutes late, like all these little things. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden it dawned on me. It's like I'm sending 23 year old guys to million dollar homes to do work in a stressful environment because they just had a flood or a fire. And I haven't trained them on how to behave with that homeowner sure that's nuts right i'm just like that is crazy and i'm super guilty i'm like here's your job tickets go make it happen you know yeah and all of a sudden it was like a light bulb moment for me and i'm like no 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 i can separate myself from all my competition if i pour everything i know about life into these guys so that they can do it for the clients dude like i don't want this to be some pitch fest for for my video training but it was game changer for us because our culture changed because all of a sudden one look at the beginning, they're like, Oh, what's Eric going on about? Like, why are we having this meeting? You know, the meetings are quick. <laughs> they're like admit. five yeah. to seven minutes. Yeah. Cause it's like, I get it. We got to get out and make money, but I need to drip on you a little bit every day. Yeah. And you know, it went from, you know, guys with their arms crossed, like this is BS. I don't want to listen to this to all of a sudden they're starting to see out in the field. The thing I just talked about and going, Hmm, if I do this, it goes better. You yeah. Know? And you got to get a couple key guys that have a lot of influence with the other guys to buy in. Right. And it, it transformed our business. Well, and I think, uh, you know, one of the podcasts I was listening to about this, 
which which totally makes sense to me. So I mean, there's definitely steps to it, right? You got to get the you got to get the guys to listen first, get their arms uncrossed and listen, buy yeah. into it. Once totally. you have that, and they start implementing it, they start receiving the positive feedback, which then just encourages them to do it more. But then even the next step, the guys that still don't want to participate are now weeded out totally by the people who yeah who are who, who wants are to succeeding work, who wants to work you know, yeah everybody's succeeding who wants to put up with a guy that's still like this is bs yeah they're just like you know they would come and i said it in the podcast they'd come and say eric uh you know timmy is not playing ball he's, not a good fit. he's gotta go yeah <laughs> you know because a players don't want to play with c players no they don't it's miserable yeah yeah um so that's what we we've done and it just it changed everything like i actually i was the ops guy i liked going to work again Larry's in a fireman's outfit back to that because, well, no, think about it. You're putting out fires when these guys are. Well, I just had a, a mental a visual picture of Larry in his plastic fireman hat. He's hilarious. Anyway, he, he did it out of like he just one day I had mentioned to him. I was like, oh, He's man, so you spend so much time putting out fires, you know, and Larry's like, yeah, I'm a fireman, man. I'm like, yeah, what's the opportunity cost of being a fireman? Yeah, because Larry's job was marketing. Right. So every minute of every day that he left marketing to go put out fires right. was costing us future revenue. Yep. And I used to sit in the office losing and money. losing my mind. Yeah. And it's like, no, I got to train the guys so that we can minimize the amount of fireman work <laughs> that we had to do. Yeah. You know, and the side benefit, which, to be honest, it was all selfish at the first at the beginning. Right. It was all like, how can we make this better for our company and us? And then all of a sudden, as soon as we started to do it, we saw life transformation happening. These guys are, like, starting to like to come to work. They're waiting for the morning meeting. And it's like, why? Well, because I can take the lessons that we talked about and apply it to my life at home. Yeah. And, you know, my stuff's practical. And, um, you know, I was just talking to a client here at the show. They're like, well, what do you talk about? And I'm like, I literally, like, teach them to not play Halo till 3 o'clock in the morning. And then get two hours sleep and roll in. Come, but, you yeah. know, I teach them how to quit, right? Nothing's worse than getting ghosted by a tech and you've got a full day for them. So I'm training them like, look, all right, maybe you don't like working here. That's fine. Like, there's no problem. But don't ghost us. You have guys that you've worked with side by side for a year. Sure. Don't screw them over on Tuesday because you didn't feel like working. Give your two weeks. Do the right thing by everybody. We'll shake your hand. And wish you best at your job. Like, I've had customers call me and be like, dude, I don't have guys ghosting me anymore. They're actually quitting the right way. <laughs> because, look, Which man, if the they're going to quit, they're going to quit. Yeah. But get them to do it the right way. Well, and I've, and I've had, you know, I've had, I've had good quitters and bad quitters. And I'd much right. rather have a good, I have these conversations. It's like, listen, I will wish you the best and help you any way I can. Just don't screw me. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's all we ask. Like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, If there's man. a better opportunity, I'm happy for you. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, I'm teaching that kind of stuff. You know, I'm teaching them literally. Like, my guys, look, a lot of them grew up without a dad. They okay. grew up in not a great home environment. Well, I think it's just like the demographic of the the hiree that we, that yeah. we attract, right? Right, and, and, you know, they didn't like school. Doesn't mean they're not smart. Yep. They just didn't like school. I didn't like school, right? So... They didn't have maybe what we had or whatever, right? To, so I kept hearing, like, my, my peers, my, my plumber friends, but I can't find anybody good. They're all useless. You yeah, know, nobody yeah. trained them anything. And I started thinking, like, all right, well, the school didn't train them. Okay, maybe that's true. Their home, their parents didn't train them. Okay, 
Well, that only leaves me. Yeah. Because they're the only guys that are applying for my job to crawl under houses and sewage. Uh, nobody that graduated from Yale has yet to show up at my they, doorstep and say, I can't wait to go. They haven't crawl done space. that yet? No. So I'm like, you know, and what, what you find is once you start training them on these life skills, like we call them soft skills. Yeah. But they're life skills, right? All of a sudden, you see transformations in people that are like they're they implement it into their life. Yeah, I mean, we've had guys that were like literally chronic alcoholics. The next thing you know, they're coming in and like they're not feeling good, right? And we're like, "You okay?" And they're like, "Yeah, dude. You know the lessons? I, I'm quitting drinking, but I'm hurting right now." Oh wow! Oh, dude, we've had people quit drinking. We've had people get their financial things together, like because once you start pouring, That's such an impact pouring into them. Yeah. And they start to get like, hey, Eric and Larry really care about us, right? And we're talking about all these things. Next thing you know, they're, they're making life changes on their own. We're not telling them to quit Dude, drinking. that's great. We're telling them not to show up hungover. Yeah. Or we're telling them, you know, if you drink too much on Tuesday night, Wednesday sucks. For you, for me, and the client. Yeah. Right? So all of a sudden, you know, we're seeing, I'm not saying every guy that had a drinking problem quit. But we had people that just made massive change. That's, that is really cool, and I can see how that works. We are a few minutes over, which is fine. not worried about it. Sorry, but man. before <laughs> no, really, but, but you know, before we wrap up, what's, what's kind of like a last thing? I mean, we're, we're at the experience. You've got your, your booth over there. We've got the, the, you know, our attendees here. What's kind of the one thing you kind of want to leave? And basically what we're doing this podcast for is for anybody who didn't attend the event kind of like why they should be here and what what they gain by being here look i'm a huge proponent of the experience i've been to this show for like 15 years straight out in vegas uh larry cooper's been on our show he puts on an amazing show you've got to come number one for just for your own self to remember why you got in to begin with like to go see the equipment and to, and to kind of fall in love with the industry again because you can get jaded. And then all of a sudden you see all the cool people doing so many cool things. And you're like, yeah, all right, I'm part of something bigger, right? Yeah. And then I love to bring our technicians because all of a sudden they could see all the possibilities. I'd say go talk to that guy who, you know, is like the man when it comes to mold remediation. Yeah. Because you think you know everything about mold remediation. And when you go talk to him... You're going to come back and say, I want to do his class because I realize I know nothing. Yeah. Right. And we would have guys, they would be so excited to come to the show every year. Because all the opportunities all the, that are here. Well, and they realize that it's a career. It's not just a nine to five. It's not just an hourly job. Yeah. It's like I can be a professional. And I think that's what's awesome about the show. And look, the people in our industry are amazing. They are. Yeah. They are. So Very cool. Well, man, again, thank you, thank you man. so much Appreciate for doing it. this. Thanks for spending some time with me. And, uh, yeah, have a great rest of the show. All right. Thank you. All right. Saving the best for last. We got uh, day two, Chuck DeWall, Tom McGuire, finishing it out for today. How are you guys? Hello. Uh, oh, quiz. Are, oh, okay. are we still, oh, no, no. Do we still have that? No, you don't. Please don't. I don't. No. I don't. Is it? Hello. How are you? We oh, I don't have it turned up. This okay. is Jared. Should I, should I mess up? No, we're good. On no. the phone, Chris Laney. Oh, okay, yeah, we got... Uh, there we have Chuck DeWald. Hello, how are you? There, 
Okay, we won't do it. Your wife actually pulled me aside. She's like, make sure you hit that hello, how are you button. Your wife, yeah, setting you up. Yeah, that's, a, that's how much she loves me. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> so I, w- I was waiting to set you up. Yeah. You actually did a pretty good job, Tom. Good job. <laughs> well, so you guys, you guys hit the experience. Chuck, you, had, uh, you were guest speaker, right, yesterday? Yeah. A couple times. Three, yeah. Three times. Is yeah. it the same thing every time, or is it three different things? Well, it was or was a, it two different things in one same thing? So I spoke at the main ballroom uh, at 11, and okay. then I spoke at the flood house at, uh, when the show started, and then I was on a panel after that. So it okay. was, it's, it's really the same information. It's just three different you know environments that I was speaking in. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I want to get them knocked out the first day. That way I can just, just get it done. do this stuff yeah. the rest of the time. And then, Tom, you came in last night. You came in. Kind of walk the show, hang out, see some people. Yeah, we had lunch. It was fun. Yeah, this is this is the first time I've been to the experience, and so I've, I've been looking at it and wanting to do it, but it, <clears throat> our schedules just never we're just never on the same in the same place, and so yeah. I like it, and it's been exciting going around, and you know, you know, like we were talking about at lunch, where sometimes when you get ready for a, for a show, you don't really want to. It's like, ah, do I really want to go? And then you get here, and it's like. Whoop, it's on. Yeah, the energy's on. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, now Chuck, your booth, what uh, what are you kind of promoting out of that? What are you guys doing? You've, you've kind of got, like, a team here, don't you? Yeah. It's a, it's actually the first. So, the most – I've had one other person be with me at a show before. Otherwise, it was just me. And so, I'm grabbing – so, whether I'm speaking or having – if I'm if I'm speaking, I'm not at the booth. And right. So, it, you know, it's unoccupied. It's an empty booth, yeah. Yeah. The same with you. And so, this is the first time I've had – I've got four people working the booth. And uh, so I'm able to go speak or go talk to people, do stuff like this, and they're signing people up. And so what, what we're pushing is E3, and that's the, the algorithms I've been working on for the last 15, 20 years is to establish not not just where we should be on any, any given job, regardless of the equipment you're using, but how to how to control that job from start to finish. And it, it's, it's valuable to the contractor, to a TPA, which I don't care about TPAs, but insurance whoever's at the end of the day who's paying the bill yeah but mainly for the contractor to have the pride confidence that they know what they're doing from and from the get-go not from day one or day two where where most contractors are coming in setting this stuff up crossing their fingers and hoping for the best right i want them to know on the front end this is exactly what needs to be done and so that's what we're promoting and we've had a lot of uh, interest in it so and it's been happy for me it's uh it's been sweet because I've been pushed the same information, no joke, for at least 12 to 15 years. And for some reason, the last two years has taken off. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, it's bittersweet because, I, you know, to me, it's, I've been saying the same thing for 12, 15 years. I'm like, well, why didn't you buy into it then? But at the same time, I can't be. It only just takes a while. Be, I yeah. can't be complaining because they are now. And uh, so I'm very appreciative. Yeah. When I would say anybody that I've talked to that comes to your class, it seems like a very like common theme, common word is confidence. Correct. That's yeah. what comes up all the time. Just the confidence. There's a lot to do with that. It really is because I don't care if you're talking to the homeowner, to the adjuster, to a to a consultant, I don't or property manager. I don't care who it is. If if you believe in what you're saying and you can say it confidently and it makes sense and you can prove it and back it up, then there, and unless they can disprove it, there's really no discussion to be had. Right. Unless they're just wanting to be a prick. I mean, and just say, well, I'm not going to listen to what you're saying. And um, so, yeah, that confidence level is huge. Very cool. Yeah. And then I know you guys, 
I mean, both uh, are working on different things. I know you've got the the drying, like you've got you got the school, you've got the drying app, and then you're working. You guys are getting another school together, like a commercial school. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So you got we, that going on, and then Tom always excited to talk to you. So you're going. You got the Edge, the Edge Plus, which is your app, which is a, more of an estimating large loss yep. estimating app. But then you also have your your classes also. Yep. Just got done in San Antonio. Yes, we just wrapped up in San Antonio, which is one of our favorites. And uh, what building? What buildings you study down there? Well, we were, we were. If you've ever been to the Riverwalk, uh, the, the mm-hmm. Marriott River Center sits right down on the end of the canal and the rivers. Yep. And it's connected to a mall. Yes. And so it was like, it was a like a perfect uh, scenario for fire, water, and COVID. That was that was our our case study there. And so we tie all of, you know, large loss mastery is really about a 30,000 foot view of management of, of the large loss. Okay. And so and I try to pull everything into it, water, fire, whatever, you know, whatever scenario is out there. And so COVID is in there too. And so that was part of the scenario. They had to finish the job with a COVID clean. Okay. And so, um, uh, very, very excited. I mean, it was the first time that we've done this one. The first time that I plugged in the edge at the very beginning, and uh, it was it was cool. I, I always, always, I always love it. And you know, and sitting here with Chuck, and you know, coming up with new, new things. And he's got so much going on behind the scenes, you know, that is coming out as as we speak and down the road yeah. and all of that. And so, I would like to say this though, because this is the first time I've seen. The app side of what he does, I just saw it 10 minutes ago before we came in. Oh, okay. And yeah. so, so I experienced the class because I came down to speak, but I also wanted to see what he did because what he does has nothing – I'm not a part of what he does. We do no estimating. I do a bunch of large loss, but it's all about how to control it, which, again, ends up feeding into the estimating. But the fact that he's got a way to do it from the front end was very intriguing to me. Yeah. But it was the same reaction – I had when I went to his classes. Well, so we've got spreadsheets, we've got laminated sheets, stuff like that, and it, and it, it was still cool because nobody else had it. But the the aha moment I had when he showed me the app that you plug in these six inputs, Metrics, whatever it yeah. was, and it spits this out, and it's this. And what's funny is because I'm not used to doing that side of the, the work or the business, it was the same reaction I, my students have had on our stuff because. I know my algorithms in and out, and right. I'm like, I had you had a sheet that would do it for you, or you had eight <laughs> sheets, or whatever it was. But when they put it into the app and it does it for them, it's like, this is the greatest thing in the world. It, it, it's the yeah. same thing when I saw his. It's like, dude, this yeah. is awesome. So I'm glad he got well and, to the app stage. And that's why when you know when when Jared, you know, said you guys need to hook up. Um, well, yeah, because I, well, I can't. I know yeah. Chuck went through Chuck's class, yeah. and then Tom came down, went through your yeah. class. And I'm going, the, like the two greatest things I've ever seen should should combine. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. So it was that was great. It was great. You guys got to meet each other, and yeah. and not what saying it had to do with you, but it did. <laughs> I think it was it was, it was the beard. The beard, my beard. <laughs> yes. This beard is very convincing. Yes, it is. It's yeah. intimidating. <laughs> Really, well, <laughs> well, I, w- I would say probably, and that was why when 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 uh, Chuck and I first when I first came to Chuck's class and and Chuck came to mine, it was like I, you could see that there okay there there is even though it was the first time that we had met, 
you know, there was there were there was something. Our our two uh, training classes and everything that the same we're on the same path. Yeah, we're to- totally different genres and totally different areas of the business, but together can be really really cool and that's really powerful yeah together. And, that's, and that's what was really yeah. exciting and i knew you know right from the very beginning that we you know there was there was there was an angle or you know and because what, what it's all about is giving you know giving back giving the restoration industry like tools that they never had before yeah and what i what i like is it's like okay well why hasn't somebody done that that's what I thought. Too. Somebody got, yeah, somebody <laughs> does it. I thought well, the same thing. And yeah. so, so you guys, you guys have connected, uh, and you're go, you're doing a combo class that's coming up. Yeah. But I'd like to kind of hear from both of you because it's it's both sides. I mean, Chuck, you got the drawing. Uh, Tom, you have the management. But for each of you, why is it important for somebody to come to this combo class and learn both skills? Because they go together. I mean, especially if you're getting into a job. I mean, it, it's even on smaller jobs. I mean, you want to. I mean, one of the questions I was asking the panel yesterday was, how do I get paid? That was the first question I got asked. Yeah. And and even on the smaller jobs, it's, you have to document correctly, do all this stuff. But when it, definitely when it comes to larger, you know, bigger jobs, it's you got to do all these processes. But what they want is they want to know on the front end what my reserve needs to be, what my daily burn needs to be. And no joke, I, I've not met anybody that had a better strategy for developing that than – what Tom's doing and so it goes hand in hand and so what we're trying to do now is he's got an open spot for the drying side which hopefully I'm going to help him work on to, to kind of tighten that up yep. where it makes the accuracy of it tighten up a lot more that way I don't care if you're doing fire water COVID whatever it is but especially on the water mint side it's it's tight it doesn't matter if it's 20,000 square feet or a million square feet it's going to be and it just gives it, it makes the contractor look a whole lot better on the you know front side it makes the insurance company feel better or the it makes you're dealing with the the uh consultant better throughout the whole project and so it just it what at the end of the day we're all trying to work together yeah based on something that makes sense and can be proven and i had the side that has to do with water mitt and drying and he's got the side that has to do with the estimating so it's just it's a good partnership yeah no that's cool yeah tom all and it's you know it's it's fun you know, we have fun. fun. We have fun yeah, doing we what do. we're doing. We do. And, and the beautiful thing is the result is we're giving tools back to the industry that make things so easy. You know, because the one thing that we've done, what we've done to restorers in the industry overall is we put everybody in, this, in, this, in these boxes. Like, you have to do it this way. Okay. And everything is like... <clears throat> So much work, I, and I look at I look at guys are doing estimate estimates now, and it's just like they're working so hard. You know, the the exactment guy might be in the in his office for thirty eight hours. He comes out, you know, after after Red Bull and coffee and and God knows what else to get it to get it done. <laughs> yeah, to get it done. Where it's like, and then I'll I'll show him the edge, and it's like, no, that that, that can't be. You get it done quick. Yeah, not that can't be hours. that. That can't be that easy, but. We've made things so much more difficult than they they need to be, and and so it's time to to let's get back to having fun. We're getting rid of that. Yeah, let's have some fun with it from here on out. Yeah, we're stopping it. 
<laughs> Let's have some. We're going to start having some damn fun. Come on. <laughs> no, I love it. I've, I'm well. You two are some of my favorite people in the industry, uh, and I'm I'm excited to see you guys kind of you know collab, get together, and put the great information that each of you bring to the table into one spot where somebody you know somebody can come down, take the class, get the management side, get the drawing side. You guys make it so simple but so accurate. Uh, and, and confidence, too. I mean, Chuck, I hear it in your class all the time. Tom, it's got to be the same, you know, for your students, to have that confidence to walk into a building and not feel overwhelmed by the size of it. Yeah. You have the tools now to manage that. The, the greatest compliment that, that, I, that I ever get <clears throat> is, and we, we get them from all, all levels of experience, where it might be the first time. They don't, they don't know what an air mover is until Chuck shows them what, what the, you know, the air mover lineup. Yeah, and I have the same thing when they come in and they're they they may have just bought their business or may have just gotten into the business don't know anything about it, but when they leave four days later the light bulb is on, and they can see things that they could not see four days ago. Yeah, and that's 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 probably the the, mo- the best thing that you can get. So we got to give you props for making that relationship happen. That was that was you. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm just. I'm just happy to see it. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Um, I mean, I guess that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for yeah. us. That's all we get. We don't get an hour. We can't. Well, that was kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> Join the club. Join the club. It's been a long day, man. <laughs> He's been in this cage for like. Oh yeah, I know. You guys are the last. This is your 15. This is my like. Two and a half hours here. This is not a case. This is a, he. He comes here to get away from people. Is what he does. You're not supposed to tell people <laughs> that. This is brilliant. You're not supposed to tell people it's that. A brilliant idea. Well, we've got. No, hey. Trying to trying to up the ante a little bit here. Oh, there you go. Got some, we got some I just, lights. as always, this is my third time doing this. I want to give you props for doing this, man. This is a great idea. Putting these podcasts together, getting people together who are trying to make a difference in the industry, and yeah. uh, the fact that you. I remember you telling me when you first had the idea, and I, you know, I was like, "This is never going to work," and nobody's ever going to listen. Thanks, thanks, John. <laughs> I remember, but you have stuck with it, and I respect the hell out of you for doing it. So, well, thank you. Well, on the on the other side, now I I never doubted you. <laughs> thank you, Tom. I did. Uh, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> All right, this is done. This is over. Hey, no, we're no. wrapping up. Wrapping up experience day two. Um, we'll be back with day three tomorrow. But guys, thanks again. Thanks for taking the time talking with us. My pleasure. All right, let's good. get out of here. All right, let's go. You. See you. Bye.